Welcome to the Lisa Fisher Said Podcast. I'm Lisa Fisher, a longtime broadcaster and journalist and now a health coach based in Arkansas who's been in front of a microphone or a camera since the 1980s. I think of myself as the queen of Arkansas media. I started this podcast in 2020 to help you live a better life. And I hope we're doing that. Today, we're doing things a little differently as we wrap up 2022 and we look into 2023. You might be wondering how you'll face the new year and conquer your weight hurdles. My tribe and I can help. First up, I'll be telling you what intermittent fasting is and how to approach it. Then I'll introduce my friends. That comes up right after this. You know, I'm sitting in the comfort of my office now, recording some spots, and the doorbell rings. It's Cornerstone Pharmacy. Yeah, uh, compounding at cornerstone.com delivers to those of us in Little Rock, Arkansas, for the low, low price of free. But better than that, for those of you listening outside of Little Rock, Arkansas, you can still go online, order your supplements, uh huh, order your hormone testing, and get 20% off. Yeah, code is Lisa at checkout. And these are the people that our Kansans have been depending on for more than 20 years for hormone replacement therapy. But there are so many other things that are available and it doesn't have to be something where you think, well, I don't need hormone replacement. You might want some supplements. They have the pure encapsulations, which I really, really like, and some other lines. And those things can help you mitigate some health problems. So compounding at cornerstone.com, link is in the show notes. You save 20% at checkout when you use the magical word Lisa. I hope you do. And guess what? You'll be feeling better in 2023. She won most talkative in high school, and she has been running her mouth ever since. Welcome to the Lisa Fisher Said Podcast with your host, Lisa Fisher. We're doing things a little differently for this episode of the Lisa Fisher Said Podcast. I've grouped together a few of the interviews I've done, compiled them that you'll hear at the end of this after I talk, and it's kind of giving you a jump start on your 2023 with fasting. Now, we talk about fasting, and Jen Stevens, whom I call the mother of intermittent fasting, she calls fasting, intermittent fasting, the health plan with the side effect of weight loss. So your weight isn't really my concern, but your health is, just because I want you to feel your best, not only in this year, but for years to come. Because feeling your best means likely you are metabolically fit, We know through research that 88% of the people listening right now, 88% are metabolically unfit. That means that you might have high blood pressure, you might have high blood glucose, you might have high fasting insulin, all the different things. You might have heart disease. Now, of course, if you notice, I'm not including cholesterol in that because we know that is flying in the face of conventional wisdom. First, my attorney wanted me to tell you this is not medical advice. We're just sitting here chatting as old friends, because if you've listened to my podcast, you know that I talk about these things all the time. But it is what fasting is so attractive. Why it's so attractive is that it does make us feel our best. And then we notice we need the clothes in the back of the closet, or we need clothes we've never bought before because we're a size we've never been and there's no diet. Isn't that wonderful? The other thing is you don't have to spend any money to do it. Dr. Fung always says, Dr. Jason Fung, he always says dieting is free. Now, if you want to partner with somebody as a coach, sure, there might be a cost in that. And that is something I provide. I'm a certified health coach and I've devoted most of my health coaching to both fasting and thyroid health, because those are the two things that changed my life. Thyroid is what I was finally diagnosed with in 2003, and it's a booger. (laughs) Anyone who has hypothyroidism and Hashimoto's thyroiditis knows it's a very difficult thing to kind of nail down what is the right medicine profile for you, how to deal with it emotionally, physically, and of course, there's weight gain from it. So when I had the weight gain from that, and then through perimenopause, I couldn't understand what was wrong. Why was I having these problems? I was exercising and eating the exact same way, but it wasn't working anymore. 
So that's why I devote so much of my time to coaching people, mainly women, because I've walked through your shoes. Now, there's a link at the end of this, you know, in the show notes that you can find more information about partnering with me because I offer monthly classes with intermittent fasting and I can also health coach you. So either we can do it one-on-one or you can do it in a group, but it just helps that someone can talk you through it because I'm telling you the first few weeks of intermittent fasting, you have something that we all dread. It's called hunger, but you know what? It doesn't last long. And actually that hunger is just an imbalance probably of your blood glucose that drops because of the high carbohydrate diet you've been eating. You see, I eat a mainly meat-based diet. I'm thinking there are some things I eat that aren't meat-based. So my glucose never really comes above even 100 because I eat beef, butter, bacon, and eggs most of my time. And I do have some local sourdough bread that has actual sourdough. It's fermented product. And I eat some local fruit. And then I do give myself a treat once in a while. But this isn't about me. But my point is, girl, I've been there. So if we talk about fasting as the health plan with the side effect of weight loss and understanding that because of fasting, we're able to be metabolically fit, then you start feeling better. Then you know what? You go to your doctor for your appointment and he or she says to you, you don't need that medicine anymore. Your blood pressure is fine. Um, your blood sugar has come down, your A1C. Now, the thing I want you to have measured the next time you go see a provider is I want you to have a complete thyroid panel, which includes TSH, thyroid stimulating hormone, T4, free T4, T3, free T3, and your thyroid antibodies. You can't make a decision on what your thyroid is doing with the one little piece of the puzzle, which is thyroid stimulating hormone. You have to look at all the pieces because my TSH was in normal range, but that wasn't good for me for many years, but it wasn't until somebody said, can we check her antibodies? I didn't know what that even meant. And my antibodies were off the page. Antibody numbers typically, depending on which lab you use, zero to like 39, right? And so mine at that time were greater than 1,300 and they jumped up to 2,400 after a tragedy that happened in my life with a friend because that's what stress does to us. And then if your antibodies are high like that, your thyroid's being attacked, then you start noticing it in the TSH and free T3 and other things. But that also manipulates your blood glucose because of the cortisol's effect on the thyroid. If cortisol is elevated, then your blood sugar and insulin will be too. So it's hard to regulate your health if you have a lot of cortisol. Cortisol is an important hormone. It's a fight or flight hormone, but it's also the one that can make you fat because it's the one that will make your midsection big. It's the one that women will say, I just got frumpy after this happened. It might be, uh, you know, a divorce or a child that wasn't doing right, or you lost your job. You know, there's so many things that affect our health. And we've all walked the path and wondered how at the, on the other end, we wonder how did we even get through that? Cause we felt so bad, but it oftentimes our cortisol is so elevated. So if your cortisol is elevated because of life circumstances, because of perimenopause, um, then it's hard to lose the weight. So getting your cortisol in balance is very important. You could talk to your healthcare provider about that or your health coach. I personally um, take ashwagandha or any type of the adrenal cortex fractions, something to help moderate that, but that's what has worked for me. You getting good sleep is oh, oh so important. And those things play into how well you do with intermittent fasting. So let's say all those things are perfect for you. You have no trouble sleeping. You don't have any cortisol. Then what? Then you start thinking about eating in a time-restricted manner. So for me, I've told the story. My son's the one that told me about intermittent fasting in November of 2017. And I started with an 18 and 6 window. That meant means that, or at that time, I fasted for 18 hours and I feasted, I fed 
for six hours. So you're either in the fasted or fed state at all times. I'm recording this at 11.15 in the morning. I'm in the fasted state. I won't be in the fed state until much later. It's what works for me. Some other people like to eat their main meals in morning and lunch. It doesn't matter with intermittent fasting. It's what works for you. But we know that you can mitigate glucose's effect. High glucose is dangerous and deadly and causes Alzheimer's and can feed cancer. So we want to do things to mitigate that glucose and keep it down and also become insulin sensitive. That's the sensitivity I believe in, insulin sensitivity. And you measure that through a fasting insulin blood uh, serum testing that you have done at your provider. So for me, I started 18 and 6. It worked fine. And I lost, I think it was 10 pounds. I think maybe now it's, if I'm doing it, I'm not great at math, 15 pounds total. But I'm at a size that I really, my weight doesn't fluctuate up or down. If it does, it's because of something I've eaten that I have a sensitivity to. Or um, if you're traveling sometimes, you know, you may be listening to this and thinking, or you're listening to this and you're on vacation. Don't weigh when you get back because you didn't eliminate properly. You didn't get all the water you typically have. You may have had foods that you love but don't love you back. So there are a lot of characteristics that incorporate or incorporated into weight gain and weight fluctuation, but I don't have any. So over the holidays, I don't worry. And that's because my hormones are in balance. And Dr. Fung famously said that we are hormonally wired to eat and to stop eating. So my hormones that work are the ones that tell me to stop eating. And that is leptin, my cholecystokinin works. And that one is only fired if you've eaten fat and protein. I'm eating a meat-based diet, so I'm eating fat and protein, and then YY peptide. So those are really important things. Ghrelin, ghrelin is the one that tells you when it's time to eat. And then, of course, insulin is the chief hormone, and that is the one that regulates your blood glucose. And if insulin's always elevated, then you won't see weight loss. So it's much more than calories in, calories out. We know that now. And I'm sorry that you look at the back of a box to see how many calories. In fact, if you're eating your food from a box or a bag, you need to stop because those things have their, it's highly processed foods. And once foods are highly processed, then sometimes, and then often those brain hormones that tell you you're full, they don't fire. They don't fire with processed foods, but they do fire if you sit down and have a piece of steak or if you eat some salmon or if you eat green beans cooked in butter and bacon. The green beans on its own, it'll take a minute because it doesn't have a lot of fat. On its own, it doesn't have any, I'm thinking, and it doesn't have any protein. So think about that when you start planning your meals. But the great thing about fasting, when I first started, I ate anything in my window, my feasting window. I don't do that anymore because I've now learned the foods that I love that love me back. I love corn. Corn doesn't love me back. Corn gives me hip bursitis immediately, or I get arthritis in my big toe. Same thing with wheat. Wheat is not the wheat our grandparents grew up with, and so that wheat does the same thing to me. It inflames me. So that's why eating a high-fat uh, diet, which is meat-based, I've eliminated my hip bursitis, and the little bit of arthritis I had in my toe, I'm trying to repigment my vitiligo on my face uh, because that's what most people see. It's all over my body. I don't care, but I still do things on camera and I have to wear a lot of makeup to cover that. So diet has a lot to do with how you feel, but not necessarily the scale because I'm not talking about diet in restriction. I'm talking about diet in the foods that you choose to eat within your feasting window. If you'd like to know more information, check out the show notes. You can always go to my website, lisafishersaid.com. You'll see a link for intermittent fasting and you can learn more. You can join one of my groups that I do. I start them typically on the first Monday or Tuesday of the month. They last for five sessions. We meet via Zoom. And these this is for people who want to join anywhere. Now, if you're here in Little Rock and you want to see me in person, I'd love to see you because I'm an extrovert. But most people, it's just easier for your schedule to meet via Zoom. And those calls are 50 minutes long. If you can't make them, 
That's fine because they're recorded and they're sent out the next day. That's $100 to do that. The first four meetings are 50 minutes. The fifth meeting is just a check-in and it's about 10 or 15 minutes. So I hope to see you there. I hope you started intermittent fasting journey, not because I want you to weigh something different, but because I want you to be metabolically fit so that you can spend time with your spouse, your children, your grandchildren, so you don't have to look down at and thinking, oh, is, you know, dementia in my future? Is type 2 diabetes in my future? Is cancer in my future? There are many things you can reverse. Dr. Bickman talks about that in his book, Why We Get Sick. And that's one of the resources that I tell everybody, no matter what you're doing now, that's the first book you should download to understand that your the way you feel is based on high glucose and uh, insulin resistance. And of course, anything by Dr. Fung, Jen Stevens' books uh, about fasting, Fast, Feast, Repeat is her New York Times bestseller. Um, the first one she wrote was Delay, Don't Deny. She wrote that and self-published it. And it was at a time the number one self-published book that Amazon had ever uh, published, but you have some options in learning things, and I would love to partner with you. You can make 2023 the best year ever, the year you took control of your health and by feeling your best, and I would love to partner with you. I need a show of hands. Who feels overwhelmed by the holidays? It's the gift buying, the wrapping, uh, the family coming and going. It's also the food preparation. You know what? I have a website that can help you with that. It's Ralston Family Farms. Ralston Family Farms. Yes, these are the people I've been telling you about if you've ever listened to my podcast. And that is the family that's been farming for, are you ready? 10 generations. They non-GMO product, regenerative farming, all the things that we want in farmers, they're doing it right in Atkins, Arkansas. It's uh, outside of kind of the Russellville area. Any of you that are from Arkansas. They use the Arkansas River, part of their water. I mean, it's really an amazing story. But the more amazing thing is that Brittany, the daughter-in-law, she handles the website and on it, she helps with all the recipes. She even creates these amazing recipes. So do you want the red rice s'mores bake? Yeah, you do. Do you want the cilantro lime chicken rice bowl? I did that last year for a party. I was quite the most popular hostess ever. Shrimp and grits cake, so good. All the things that you get, all the products that you buy from Alston Family Farms, top notch, but now you can use their website for recipes. Do it right now, save it on your device and go back day in, day out. You'll never get tired of it. It's RalstonFamilyFarms.com. Now you'll get to meet some of the guests who really made an impact on our listeners. First up is Marianne Lease. She's an American living in Germany who lost 130 pounds in a short amount of time all through time-restricted eating or intermittent fasting. You'll get to hear a snippet of her story next. How has intermittent fasting changed my life? Um, let me count the ways. <laughs> right. So, so many ways, so many ways. Um, physically, obviously, um, I went from a size roughly U.S. size 22 down to a 6, um, wow. maybe an 8, 6, 8. So, yeah. So, wow. physically, obviously, um, health-wise, I had pretty high blood pressure. I refused to go on medication, which I would not recommend. I just kept thinking, if I do this, I'm never going to get off it. Um, and when I would measure my blood pressure at home, it was around 160. Ugh. over 90. So yeah. not good. Yeah. Like I said, not recommendable. Yeah. Um, my blood pressure now 115 over 75. Sometimes wow. it's 120 over 80. Um, yeah. And that, you know, I really started to see that after about two and a half months and three months after I started intermittent fasting. So that went really quickly. Um, and that's why I think that it was very much due to the intermittent fasting and not just the weight loss, because it did really set in so quickly. Had you been on many weight loss journeys before you did intermittent fasting? I think I am an exception to the rule here because I hadn't. Really? I had, I had never seriously dieted. Um, at the very most, you could probably count on one hand where I attempted to diet, and that would have been through calorie restriction. And probably the longest I ever got was maybe a week. Right. 
right? And then I just gave up because right. I didn't see anything. I didn't, you know, even in just that short time period, virtue or patience is not my virtue. Right. Um, well, plus you were so hungry. Just, you're you're hungry. I was hungry. Yes. And I was hungry. And I just, I think I just had lost hope that it was going to work, that anything was going to work. I really didn't believe things were going to change. Um, and then I kind of slipped into intermittent fasting. It just happened. I didn't really know anything about it. Um, there was a day that I was house sitting for the day at a friend's house because they were expecting the chimney sweeper. And I had time. I was just doing corrections. I teach. And I was doing corrections that day at home. And I said, well, I'll just go over and help them out. And the chimney was sweeper was supposed to come in two in the afternoon. Didn't show up three o'clock, four o'clock. I didn't want to eat anything in their house. So I didn't have anything the whole day. And I had been dieting a little bit a few days before I was doing calorie restriction. And uh, I thought, you know what? It was six o'clock by the time I got home. Wow. I'm just going to try and not to eat. I'm going to go to bed, wake up in the morning, and then I'll eat. And I woke up and I was still alive. Right. <laughs> I, I can tell. <laughs> yes. So, uh, and that was a start. I started Googling. I started Googling fasting. And then one thing led to the other, to Jen Stevens, to Jason Fung. Um, I'm a moderator now for um, the Fasting Highway. It got me into that. Yeah. And the rest is history. So what year was that, Marianne? That was, it started um, in, well, the intermittent fasting started in February of 2020. Oh. And I've been in maintenance now for over a year. So it took you a year to lose yeah. that amount of weight? And um, how, it took how, me about 11 months. Okay. Um, yeah. How many pounds, you have to use U.S. pounds because, you know, I can't do the whole metric. All right. So in, in kilos, it was 60 kilos. That's about roughly 130 pounds. Oh, my. Yeah. A yeah. human. Yeah. A human. A human. A human. Yeah, I, I pretty much halved myself, almost. Unbelievable. How tall are you? I'm 5'6". So that's and I weigh perfect now weight. about a hundred and between one hundred and forty, hundred and forty-five. So I don't have a really set yeah um, weight. It's a it's a range of five pounds, roughly one forty to one forty-five. Was this your high school or college weight? Um, it was probably my high school weight. Yeah, in uh, college too. I didn't have a weight problem really. I was probably actually a little bit less in high school. Um, didn't have a problem with my weight as a child or as a young adult. Um, it started, yeah, the pounds started coming on probably when I was, uh, after my third child, I think. And then it really accelerated after my father's death. Okay. So we, we understand that, um, and Jason Fung famously said, obesity is an achloric problem. It's a hormonal problem. Mm -hmm. And he's talking about insulin, YY peptide. Um, mm -hmm. ghrelin, leptin, all these magical mm -hmm. things that have to communicate. We know hormones have to communicate, right? Yeah. yeah. And so where do you think your hormone highway went awry? What, what do you think did it? Do you think the stress made you eat more and that made you insulin resistant? Do you think, because now we also forget that, we, I mean, we know as women that our female hormones have something to do with it too. Mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. men don't really see as much. Now we know men have weight problems, but mm -hmm. what, what do you think triggered this hormonal imbalance? I think what triggered it is my dad died very suddenly of a heart attack in November of 2003. And was he and in the U.S.? I, he was in the U.S. Okay. And so I was far away. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and we were very tight. He was a real pillar and a real rock for me. And Bam, it was just gone from one day to the next. That was a real shock. Um, my parents had a very strong relationship. Um, my mom was lost. After that, oh, really, her world ended. I'm so sorry. And, yeah, it was, you know, it was 18 years ago now, but um, sometimes it feels like it's even longer. Sometimes it feels like it was yesterday. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so I think emotionally... I was at a real, in a really dark place. I wanted to be there for my mom. I couldn't. I had three young children here. Um, and I think, yeah, I think the eating became emotional to fill a void. 
and and also the worry and the stress and that's when you talk about the hormones i think i was just all over the place yeah um Mm-hmm. Well, I'm just thinking of the what people don't understand is, and Dr. Bickman in his book, Why We Get Sick, fascinating book, fascinating researcher. He's, I, I'm not on the third time of listening to the book. Like, I, I love the science behind it. But he also talks about, and Dr. Fungus too, they both intimate, Marianne, that again, it's, yes, calories have have something to do with it because we're talking about math in some ways mm-hmm. he goes but it also is the trigger of what it does the more we eat and the heavier we get the more insulin resistant we get right right so that puts you behind the eight ball and then so what you really were having to do was cure the, that insulin resistant because now you're insulin sensitive right you know, right. if you're that weight and you, you're comfortably that weight and you're metabolically flexible, you, for the first time, have insulin since, well, not the first time, you probably had it until your world was rocked. Hey friends, I have an idea for your Christmas party catering needs. You can do that at David's Burgers. For those of you in central Arkansas, you know, many, many locations, you know, the outstanding customer service you get there, you know, the outstanding product you get, when you buy the burgers and the delicious fries and, you know, the little cup of ice cream that you get. And they do lots of catering for Christmas parties, whether this is the office, whether this is at home, you want casual, you can bougie it up. You can put caviar in your burger if you want to. You know, you have to bring your own. I'll just uh, BYOC. But my point is, David's Burgers is quality food all the time and a great place to get gift cards for Christmas. I have gotten my son-in-law... I'd say every year since he's been a part of our family since 2015 from David's Burgers, a gift card. That way I know he can go and get what he wants when it's time and take my cute grandkids with him because they also have grilled cheese sandwiches. So if your kid's really picky, there's still a grilled cheese sandwich at David's Burgers. And they are hiring now, just like their sister store, Jess's Chicken. And know this, that it is the Bubba's family. They have an outstanding reputation in central Arkansas. They give so back so much to the community, especially to foster care, uh, adoption services, because they are an adoptive family. So check out all all the goodies, mouthwatering goodies, the hamburger steak, five out of five stars, davidsburgers.com. This next guest is another impressive loser when it comes to weight, and it's Paige Davidson. She says she dieted her way to 315 pounds after having gastric bypass even, and found intermittent fasting and reversed her health issues and her weight problems. Here's a snippet of her story. Starting in if not middle school, then then high school for sure. My my mom uh, wanted me to go. There's a, a a program in town when it's when it came to Lexington in I believe 1963, a weekly meeting type of a diet place. My mother was one of the first members in Lexington, and she always did this program. And and as okay, far back Paige, as I can remember. And- at that time, was she overweight or yes. was it because sometimes you can diet yourself to being obese? Well, she was she was overweight. And okay. I think that, you know, she had struggled with this her whole life. So at that time, she was overweight. She actually lost 100 pounds with that program. But then she would gain it back and then she would lose. And she yo-yo dieted. She pretty much for the most of for my childhood just attended this one program. So she she wanted me to go with her and join this program, if not middle school, for sure high school. What so about I your joined... sisters? You mentioned your sisters. Yes. They didn't care about food. We were all normal weights. All three of us were a normal weight. Wait, they didn't you were a any... normal weight and you were going to these meetings? I was normal weight. I look back, I thought I was big at the time. I may have been 10 or 15 pounds overweight, you know, um, 20 at most, at, at absolute most. But I think mom was so concerned that I was going to get really big, like, you know, um, gain all this weight. She was, I think she was trying to preempt that from happening. I can see that, you know, I, I understand it. So that started me on a path of feeling like I had to go somewhere to be fixed. I couldn't, if I needed to lose weight, I couldn't just do it on my own. 
I had to go to a program. They had to give me a diet. I had to follow the diet. I had to do what they told me to do because I didn't know what to eat. I had to be told what to eat. You know, clearly, if I if I was overweight, I didn't know what to eat. So I, I did this program on and off for years. I, I really did not become obese and then morbidly obese until several years after I had been really trying every diet program available, physicians, weight loss centers and diet centers. And, you know, a doctor prescribed uh, weight loss medications and doctor prescribed powders. And I did everything, every program that was available in Lexington, Kentucky, I did it. And I dieted my way eventually up to 315 pounds and it's from dieting it is from dieting i mean i just i always was looking for the answer and i always thought it was about food and what you ate and it took me so many years to figure out that wasn't it at all but in 2000 i was the second weight loss surgery gastric bypass surgery in kentucky And at the time, I will never forget the surgeon saying to me, Paige, I can operate on your stomach, but I can't operate on your brain. And okay, I'm an intelligent woman. I'm educated. I have a master's degree. I've had high level professional positions. I'm successful in every other area of my life except this. And this made me feel like a failure a failure. And when he said that, I thought, you know, I know there's something else going on. I don't really know what it is. You know, there must be something wrong with my brain or my thinking or something, but I truly had no clue what it was, but there was no assistance. There was no help with that at all. You know, it was like, here's your surgery. Here's the guidelines you need to follow forever. Goodbye. So I held on, you know, I kind of white knuckled it for four or five years. I did lose 150 pounds over a year and a half. Wow. And, and I was able to keep that off for about four to five years. But then I kind of, you know, I pushed the envelope. I ate a little bit more than I should. And I kept doing that. And eventually, you know, I didn't have that physical restriction anymore because I stretched my stomach back out. And I went back to old habits and thinking and started regaining the weight. And by 2019, I was so over diets. I said, I will never do another diet. And I meant that. And I mean that. I will never do another diet. But I knew I was in trouble. I was back up to 250 pounds. I knew I was in trouble. And I also had inflammation so bad. I had pain in my feet. I had plantar fasciitis in one foot and Achilles tendonitis in the other foot. I was limping. I I really could hardly walk. So, you know, I didn't know what to do. I I knew I was in trouble and I thought, okay, I'm going to do the only thing I've never done. I'm going to go to a counselor because clearly there's something wrong. And I just have to get it figured out because I can't live this way for my whole life. And I was I was young. I guess that's relative. Um, that was in two, two, 2019 and I'm, I'm 58 right now. <laughs> I consider that young. <laughs> Me too. Me too. Oh gosh. So I went to a Christian, I went to a Christian counselor and I said, I said, there's something really wrong with me. Either I have an eating disorder or maybe I have OCD with food or maybe I have a food addiction. I don't know what it is, but I've got to figure it out and I've got to solve it because I just don't, I'm not happy. I'm miserable. I'm physically miserable. I've dealt with depression for many years and a lot of it is tied to how I felt, how I looked, all of that, my, you know, my self-esteem. So I started working with her. And about that time, my sister mentioned intermittent fasting. And I said, I don't know what that is. What is that? And she told me. And this is a sister who's not battled weight, correct? Yes. Yes. It's a sister. She said she was. 
Did you kind of resent her then for getting in your business? Because you're thinking you have not walked in my shoes. Well, what she was doing, she was not even mentioning it. I know in the back of her mind, she was thinking, I hope she can lose some weight with this. But she told me about intermittent fasting because of my inflammation and my pain. And intermittent fasting, uh, as she explained, is not a diet, but it's a very healthy way to eat and that it's supposed to reduce inflammation. So at first, before she even got that far, I said, no, wait, hold it. Just stop right there. I'm never doing another diet. That sounds like some crazy fad diet and I'm not doing it. And she said, it's not a diet. It's not a fad. Do your own research. It is supposed to heal inflammation and you're in such bad pain. I was just thinking maybe it would help you. Right about that same time, I worked in the public library. I checked in a book called Delay, Don't Deny. Right then, God put that in my hands. I'm telling you, God put that in my hands. And I I, I checked it in and I I looked at it and I thought, you know, the the subtitle was Living an Intermittent Fasting Lifestyle. And I thought, I'm just going to check this out. I'm going to read this. So I did. And in the book, the author, Jen Stevens, said, don't do this if you have an eating disorder history. And I am such a rule follower. I mean, that's why I think I had to go to all these diet programs. I needed somebody to give me rules to follow. And so I went to my counselor and I said, I found this. I've read it. It sounds like it might be able to help me with my pain. But I'm a little bit afraid because it says, you know, don't do this if you have an eating disorder. And she said, well, we don't know that you have an eating disorder. She said, it may be something 100% different. She said, why don't you try it? See what you think. If it helps you, great. If it doesn't help you, just stop. And I thought, that's so logical. But I was like afraid to do it because, oh, what if I have an eating disorder? So she gave me her permission to try it, and I did, and I just, I jumped right in because my motivation was not weight. In fact, I told my sister, I'll try this, but not to lose weight because I still thought it was a diet, and I knew that if I did it, I would lose weight, but then when I stopped, I would gain it all back plus more, which was how I got up to 315 pounds. So I did try it. was the highest weight, 315? Yes. And you yes. were down to a smelt, 250 at this point. I mean, think about it. That's 65 yeah, pounds in less. in comparison. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I was scared. I was scared. I was very fearful that that's where I was heading back. Because when I lost that weight, I would have sworn to you, I will never gain this weight back. And I'm in it. I felt it. I'm in it. But then I just kind of lost control and, and there I went. But within two weeks, I started at 19 hours of fasting and five hours um, for an eating window, just because I just went hard. I thought I've got to, I've got to do this for my pain. Within two weeks, I was not limping anymore. Two weeks. That was a miracle to me, a miracle. And I still had pain. So I continued. And after about, hmm, started in July, I started in June of 2019. And in, I think in September, I thought, I think I need a little extra healing, not trying to lose extra weight, but a, extra autophagy, extra fasting time for increased autophagy. So I decided to add in one 43-hour fast per week, along with my OMAD 25, which is what which, I was which doing. Is one meal a day for those yes. of you new to the IF terminology and nomenclature, one meal a day. And yes. that means that your one meal, did it last five hours? If I you were 19 my, and five? Yeah, I would open my window. I started with 19.5 and then I quickly went to a 20 hour fast and a four hour window. I would open my window with a snack and Admittedly, when I first started, it was a pretty big snack. Right. <laughs> Maybe it could be called a small meal. I don't know. It doesn't even really matter. Then I would have my meal. And then I gave myself permission to have another small snack or a dessert, you know, before my window was closed. But I generally was satisfied with dinner and I didn't usually do that. So I would have a, a snack and then my meal. 
Okay, let's stop also and define the term autophagy, which is a fascinating scientific term, but uh, tell us what that is. Autophagy is, it's a healing process. It's a natural process that your body goes through. It's cellular repair. It's how your cells clean out the junk and, and renew, and it is the magic part of intermittent fasting. And it's what heals inflammation, this autophagy. It, it heals many things in your body. But that's what I was looking for, extra time in that healing phase. Because, again, my goal wasn't to lose weight. My goal was to get out of pain and, and to get rid of the inflammation. Were you on any medicines at that time, Paige? I was on um, medication for depression. I was not on any other medications. Nothing for the inflammation or high blood sugar or anything, not metformin, nothing else. No, because I didn't, I hadn't had a problem with blood sugar. I was concerned it would start though, because my my, uh, maternal grandmother had diabetes and really died from complications from diabetes. From type 2 diabetes. So I was very, yes. Yes. It's it's pretty amazing um, with, we always talk about bio-individuality and that means Mm -hmm. the term that your body is different from my body is different from Darren, the producer's body, right? Mm-hmm. So though I am of normal weight, um, my blood sugar kind of bumps up to about 103. And I know that's nothing, but because I keep such a tight eating window and all that, yet you are at 250 pounds and you probably had a blood, better blood sugar than I do. So it just shows that some of those things are arbitrary measurements. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you're really telling us it's how you feel in your skin and you didn't Abs- feel good in your skin. No. Oh, absolutely not. No, I felt horrible. And I didn't even know how horrible I felt until I lost weight and I was losing weight. I lost weight from the second I started intermittent fasting. I didn't care for two reasons. One, that just wasn't my focus. And then two, I just was so convinced that, Okay, I'm losing some weight. I'll gain it back. I yeah, you thought do. you'd you'd done that before, and yes, and you would have the same pattern in repeating it. Now you have said several times in our 16 minutes here, we've been talking. You say now intermittent fasting. I I was not on a diet. I would never diet again. So what do you call your approach to this weight loss? What has this been then? It's not well, a diet. No, it's not a diet, and you know it in. Delay, don't deny. Jen says, you know, you eat what you want and you will eventually become an intuitive eater. And just like I was skeptical that this was not really a diet, I was also skeptical about becoming an intuitive eater where I would eat healthy foods naturally because I wanted to and make make great choices. And, and I'm like, they don't know me. If I have a choice <laughs> between cookies, you know, or, or fruit, I'm going to eat the cookies every time. I just... I had taught myself, I had trained my brain to believe I can't make good choices on my own. I believed it. And 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 we'll talk, I think, more about that in a minute. But I will finish telling you that okay. within, within six months, I was completely 100% pain-free. I completely healed those two conditions. Okay. Were you at all peaking at the scale during this time? Please tell me yes. Of course, obsessively, (laughs) obsessively. Okay, yeah. (laughs) Yes, and you know, by the time I was pain-free, I told you I was doing really well losing weight. I had lost about 55 pounds. That's a lot of weight. So it wasn't until then, it wasn't until I was pain-free and I had lost all this weight not dieting, not counting, not measuring, none of those things, did I finally believe, okay, this really is not a diet. It is a healthy lifestyle, and this is sustainable for me. I had never done any diet, any program, any anything that was sustainable. And I also was intelligent enough to know that whatever you do, it has to be sustainable. I knew that. But I I didn't ever know how to make anything sustainable. But I felt like this was. So that was when I really bought in. 
Hi, friends. I've made no secret that I do love intermittent fasting. It's because it changed my life in 2017, not just on the scale. There's just 10 pounds on the scale, but it freed me from the constant obsession with being hungry all the time, never being satisfied. It regulated my sex hormones It regulated my hunger hormones. It lowered my need for thyroid medicine. I still have to take it because I kind of have a dead thyroid, but I'm telling you what it did for me. And that's why I talk so much about it in my podcast. Do you need help starting your journey? You know, someone introduced me and now I want to introduce you to intermittent fasting. You can do that by emailing me fasting at lisafishersaid.com. Link is in the show notes. I do monthly classes. I do one-on-one, I do all the things to help partner with you so that you can be the best you can be. Now, fasting, it's not about weight loss. It's the health plan with the side effect of weight loss. You can start changing your life now with intermittent fasting. Go to the show notes for more information. And it's truly a last but not least for my guest for this episode, and it's Laurie Lewis. She's the queen of fasting. I have so much respect for Lori, and I only interviewed her for about a 30-minute segment because of some technical issues. Wish I'd had her on longer. Then I had her for another episode, but she explains in this little snippet what fasting is and why it's important to partner with someone. We recorded this in 2020, so that's why there's the pandemic chat, but here's Lori Lewis. Yeah, I'm here in Little Rock and Laurie is one of the queens of intermittent fasting. And um, I was fussed at, Laurie, when I interviewed Jen Stevens, whom Mm -hmm. I refer to as the mother Mm -hmm. of intermittent fasting, because somebody said, you never defined intermittent fasting till 20 minutes into your program. So Laurie, tell the nice folks listening right now, wherever they are, what intermittent fasting is. That is is such a hoot. Okay, I'm putting on my queen crown since you just crowned me. I hope you do. So intermittent fasting is eating in a pattern of time. So for a portion of the 24-hour period, we abstain from uh, anything but plain water or plain black coffee or plain, plain tea. So we fast clean and then we have an eating window where you we eat in a pattern. Woo-hoo! I know, I know. People yeah. can't believe that Whoop one of up. the best things about intermittent fasting is how much we really enjoy food with no diet mindset and no guilt. And it's like, wow, I'm just free to enjoy food. What? What is this fasting I know, <laughs> shenanigans? I know. <laughs> I know. And my tail wags when it's oh, time to eat. Gosh. I. I'm like the cat that hears the can opener. You know, cats come running when they hear food. If I know that it's time and it's my time, I'm so excited. So it's true. I enjoy food more now as an intermittent faster because the other way, pre-IF, there was guilt in eating. I don't have any guilt in eating. No guilt in eating. So now we've covered it, a pattern of eating where you have an eating window and you get to look forward to delicious food just a little later. (laughs) Yeah. Every day of your life. Right. Well, tell me your journey then. How did you get to the point where you, because I think you do some consulting with intermittent fasting, don't you? I do because my success, my personal anguish, and then my success turned into, you know, the most natural grassroots situation, a bunch of friends cornering me at a wedding and saying, (laughs) (laughs) literally saying, you have to teach us how to do this because we can't really seem to get the hang of it and there it's hard sometimes and we don't stay with it and we need you to coach us and I said I am not gonna do that and (laughs) and so So unless you pay me right well they were going to pay me and I thought my gosh I'm not gonna take your money to teach you how to stop eating that's absurd and so one friend I mean they really they pushed me from all the angles but what really sunk in was my friend Susan who's a therapist and she has a wellness center and she was trying to get her clients to attend this workshop that she was, you know, forcing me to do. (laughs) And I was (laughs) digging in my heels. And what she said was, okay, Lori Lewis, you go to yoga almost every day. Yes, I do. You go to the studio, you, you know, walk 10 minutes, you go to the studio, you take the class, you follow the instructions, you pay them the money and you go home and you do that regularly. Yes, I do. Well, she said, you know, you could do that 
you know, in, in your kitchen for free. And I was like, yeah, but I would never, I want to go to the class. I want to be taught. I want the instruction. I want the expertise and I want the community. And she said, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> she said, we mm-hmm. all pay for things that have value for us that provide inspiration and information and a, an expert guide and, and then other people who are along for the ride with us in community and solidarity. So I led my first group program over the holidays. We just dove right in. It's like, wouldn't, what would be better? There's nothing better than going through the holidays, eating all the eating and drinking all the yummy things we love to have with friends and family and arriving at the doorstep of the new year, not having to go on a diet. And so it was a huge Isn't that great? Success. Isn't that free? It's so freeing. So now it's my full time. My business is fast forward wellness. And I coach people one-on-one, people with busy schedules who don't, you know, want to be in a group program. And then I have, I still to this day have a variety of group programs. I was kind of a Zoom pioneer where it used to be that I had to teach everybody how to use Zoom. <laughs> I don't have to right, do that anymore. Right. We're all experts at it. Well, do you feel like you have more clients because of the pandemic or have people fall? I I haven't fallen off any intermittent Mm -hmm. fasting wagon. I mean, it's my, it's the way I live. I don't even think, I mean, it's second nature, but do you feel like you have more that are interested now or You know, people always have their own reasons for feeling ready to try something new and feeling reluctant. And I think it's just stayed even. So the people who have come are like, wow, that this stressful time or this time working from home is really the time for me to build my immunity and buckle down and use this time in an inspiring way. Other people are like, I am so stressed out. I can't, couldn't even think of taking on one more thing, except then I try and show people and explain to people, well, fasting is like, less than one more thing. It's, it's not any more thing, you know, learning how to Mm -hmm. do it is a thing for sure. But very quickly you free up so much time and money and noise in your head. And it's freeing as opposed to adding stress. We take away stress. So I just, um, you know, and, and the pandemic time has gone in phases, really. I think in the beginning, everyone was joking about, wow, I can't stay away from the fridge and I'm packing on the weight and drinking all the time. And this is so funny. Ha ha ha. And I thought, oh man, this is not funny. (laughs) This is not a joke. Well, you know, honestly, it has become a mental health issue and we, we all uh, tackle our mental health individually and it's up you know, we're responsible. And for some, it's more substances for and food as a substance. Mm-hmm. So, oh, my goodness, it could definitely yes. be something that is soothing, but then it's destructive. So yes. that's the that, that to me, Lori, is the balance that intermittent fasting provides, because um, once you've done it a certain amount of time, I mean, I'm telling you within a month mm-hmm. or two, I had appetite correction, yes. which is a phenomenon that you, I really can't overeat. Um, I mean, do I overeat? Yes. I'm human. There are times that I'm not paying attention, mm-hmm. but I, I don't feel well afterwards. So intermittent fasting has just taught me so many things that, um, a calorie counter couldn't teach me or a book on how to weigh, le- I, you know what I'm saying? Yes. It's, it's all very intuitive. Now tell me your journey then. What, what kind of weight did you need to lose? And did you carry it all your life? Thank you. I felt like I always had a weight problem, but in hindsight, I just, it was just always on my mind, you know? So even if we're just 10 right. pounds overweight, if it's always on your mind, it's always a problem, then you're in prison. So I Mm -hmm. felt my whole life like I had to lose five pounds or 10 pounds or 20 pounds. And I always knew how to take it off. I'd buckle down. I'd run more. I'd go to the step aerobics classes in the 80s. And, you Mm -hmm. know, I can look back through my life and see the phases where I was chubby and the phases where I felt lean and strong. And so it was always a thing, but I never dealt with obesity. And then in my 40s, I felt like I was at the top of my game in my early 40s. I, I just was riding high. I 
I felt strong. I was running marathons. I felt like, like I looked good in my clothes. Being 40 was fabulous. And then all of a sudden, perimenopause kicked in. I was 44 years old and I woke up in the middle of the night and I thought my air conditioner was certainly broken because I was sweating oh up a storm. I know you're like, oh dear. Yeah. You know, and they don't send us to biology class for older ladies. So we have mm -hmm. no idea. Mm -hmm. We know something's coming like, oh, I guess someday my period will stop. Maybe. I don't know. I heard, I heard sometimes people get warm. <laughs> Mm -hmm. But the list of side effects of perimenopause and menopause is just not for the faint of heart. And I think we should no. be mm -mm. applauded and uplifted and every one of us should get a crown for enduring what many of us do through this perimenopause and menopause. And then all of a sudden, when my period stopped, I gained 50 pounds. Whoa, sister, you are an overachiever. I, oh, oh <laughs> I mean, my goodness. I, you know, now did your it's you sound like when a thyroid starts to slow down. Right. Do you have thyroid trouble I at all? I don't. I dodged a bullet. Huh. I I think huh. I am one of the rare few women yeah, our right. age who does not have yeah, a thyroid. Mine, mine's dead. Oh, yeah. it's, it's all washed up, huh? Your thyroid. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, but you can, that's the only medicine I have to take. I do mm -hmm. have to take a replacement hormone. I mean, I'm not taking a drug. Right. I'm the, taking, you know, I'm replacing thyroid, my own yeah. hormone, but a very common symptom of low or a thyroid when it gets, when it gets wonky is it works really well for a minute and you're fit and you're looking good. Mm -hmm. Cause that's what it was me in my 40s. I was adorable in my little <laughs> size know. six red pants and cute sweater. Yes. And then all of a sudden, I look like Attila the Hun, Jabba the Hut. I mean, something I felt puffy and all. Mm. It's because right before the thyroid dies, sometimes it gives you one last Olympic <laughs> hurdle and then. RIP. <laughs> RIP. Well, right. I wrote a book for women called um celebrating you your vibrant future <laughs> intermittent fasting okay i'm writing all this intermittent down fasting for women okay. 44 to forever and it's a workbook oh, that's awesome and I, I i love the idea of a workbook because i believe in being in action i believe in things being very linear a to z like tell me exactly what to do here <laughs> so the book tells you exactly what to do and then there's there um 12 weeks of logging. And so what happened to, for me was that weight packed on. I mean, the first five pounds, you can feel it in your clothes. And then the 10 pounds, I thought right. something's going on here. And then it was 20. And then I, 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 I was just absolutely at the end of my rope. And so it wasn't just the weight. It was also this brain fog and off mm -hmm. balance equilibrium. I, I had to hold on to railings when I went down escalators. I mean, I was I, my memory loss. So yeah. from 49 to 54, I was a mess and uh, could not turn it around. And as you said, was it the thyroid? So I went to a functional medicine uh -huh. doctor in New York City where I lived for 24 okay. years and we uncovered everything. She was just as baffled as I was. My, you know, the, the uh, hormones, estrogen, progesterone and testosterone, and then looking at cortisol and my adrenals mm -hmm. had blown out. I, you know, it was just, it's layers of things that happen in your late forties that it's all connected. So it wasn't my thyroid, but my adrenals were shot. <laughs> so mm -hmm. I, um, three and a half years ago was home in Colorado where I grew up. And my mom said, let's use this time you're home to turn the weight around. <laughs> Ooh, oh, ouch. oh, oh, I'm so glad that you said ouch because yeah. some people are like, yeah. oh, that's so helpful. That's that. No, mm -mm. no, mm -mm. it was helpful. Mm -mm. That's a dagger. It was mm -hmm. helpful in theory, mm -hmm. but given that mm -hmm. there was the implication that I hadn't been trying and I was right. trying everything and nothing was working. Is that woman thin that talked to you about this? <laughs> that woman being your mother? 120 her whole life and never experienced <sighs> any menopausal challenges like Zippo. So she, zip. th so those are the people who look at us and think, come on, you, yeah. you, you use some self-control and you're like, I'm working. I'm doing everything again. Now I have subsequently interviewed now that I'm an intermittent faster, interviewed as many women as I can who are in their 50s, 60s, 70s, and beyond who look naturally thin, right? We think they're all naturally thin. No, they have right. solid 
habits around either timing of my neighbor, Patricia, for example, she's 73. She and her husband were going on a road trip and I said, oh, I'm going to bring you some snacks. Now, personally, I would never eat snacks while driving. I drink water and black coffee. But she looked at me aghast. She's not an intermittent faster. And she said, we don't eat in the car. <laughs> and I said, oh, there's another habit that I hadn't realized that quote naturally Isn't thin that people. Interesting. Yep. Yes. And oftentimes they eat a, either eat a late breakfast or no breakfast, or they have a personal cutoff of never eating past seven or never eating past eight, and they would don't consider themselves quote intermittent fasters. They're not conscious of an eating window like you and I are. But there are Mm -hmm. some solid habits. Okay, so back to my mom. So that's what I wailed and cried. And I said, you don't understand. And I've been trying everything. And you never experienced any agony in menopause. And I am. And look at me. I mean, look at me. You know. And so she Mm -hmm. said, let's pray for an answer. And I said, thank you. That sweet thing. Now I like her again. I was broken up with her for a minute. And I I actually that night saw the words intermittent fasting for the first time. Thanks for sticking around for this unusual compilation of kind of the best of Lisa Fisher said podcast concerning fasting. As many of you know, I'm very passionate about fasting because the way it changed my life in 2017, and it can change yours as well. I'd love to partner with you. I have an online course. I have Zoom meetings. I have one-on-one. It's whatever works best for you. For more information, go to my website, lisafishersaid.com. Let's make 2023 the year of good health.